you guys. We're back. And by we, I mean me. It's Megan. Welcome back to The Shallow Dive. It's been one million years, and this is just going to be a quick podcast for you today. It's not going to be a long one. I do not have the energy. I do not have the patience, and I'm back. So uh, after a long hiatus, I decided to do some short like quarantine podcasts because I am lonely and I am bored, and I am frustrated, and I'm mad at the world, and I'm hopeful, and all of the above. So something that's been on my mind lately, you guys, how are you doing? What's going on with you? What's happening? How are you managing? Um, That's the whole reason behind this podcast today. So I put a question out on social media. How are you managing your expectations? What are you doing to curb the mental health aspect of this situation that we're in. Obviously, we're sick to death of hearing about the global pandemic. And then most of us who want to stay informed are also doing nothing but consuming information. Um, So how are you balancing that? What's going on with you? I'm going to do a couple of episodes, probably similar topics. Um, Pop culture, most likely, is going to be in it. I am going to do a podcaster on podcast type suggestion for everybody. So like anything that I have found interesting or new podcasts that I found or um, anything that's entertaining and distracting during this time is helpful to me. So uh, the last thing I want to do is lay around and think because who the hell wants to do that right now? There's too much going on, obviously, and there's not enough going on in the U.S. So Anyway, so I put the question out on social media, you know, what are you doing to manage? How are you managing your expectations? Because a couple of days ago, um, it was mother's day. So I didn't have big plans obviously. And shout out to those who did, I guess. I don't know. Like my mom is 66 years old. I called her and I sent her flowers and I have seen my mom at a distance, um, a really safe distance, but I've I've not been able to hug my mom in months and it is truly the most taxing thing on my mental health since probably since my divorce (laughs) or it's worse. I mean, because my mom is my life. So, um, I just, it's just a rough day and you know, my kid is a teenager and he's a good kid, but, um, I number one, totally miscalculated the fact that my husband had to go to work that night. So I sobbed. I have no idea why, like I, his schedule's the same all the time. And I know when he's on night shift and I should have known that. And I just got so sad that he had to leave, (laughs) which is really insane and not like me, but, um, I I don't know. It just was a sad thing because I had it in my head that I was going to make dinner and we were going to have like mother's day together, but that didn't happen. (laughs) So, um, he goes to work and then I make dinner anyway, because I'm like, I'll make a dinner. And we don't have a lot of set times around here because, my kid eats like a bird. So I was just going to make dinner and I made dinner and my son's like, I'm not that hungry. And I burst into tears and I felt awful because he's like, Oh God, I didn't mean to make you cry. And I had to explain to him that you, you didn't make me cry. This is not your fault. You know, you don't want to guilt. I don't want to be that mom that like guilts their kids and being like, well, look what you've done or whatever, because clearly it was something that I had you know, had to deal with on my own. And it was managing my expectations. Um, 
You're going to get times and dates wrong. You're going to miss out on a lot of things right now. And if you can't manage your shit right now, you can't manage your shit. You know what I'm saying? You can't do it. So it's understandable. Um, one of the common themes that I have realized is that a lot of my friends, um, all age ranges, because, you know, I'm 35. A lot of my friends are 35. A lot of my friends are 25. Uh, depending on how I've met you, there's a lot of people that I am friends with. One of my best friends is 23. And we get along. Like, he's closer to my son's age than he is my age. And and we are super tight. So it's just like wherever I met you in, in our stage of life, this age range is varying, but every single person that I am in close contact with, it seems like a lot of us felt like we had just got our shit together, man. We had just got our shit together in life, like fully and wholeheartedly started something new or dove into some interest that we had never previously been able to bring to fruition. And then the world shut down. So please understand that I know how privileged I am. I'm a white 35-year-old woman in the Midwest. I have privilege beyond measure. So these things that I'm going to talk about are relation in relation to, to me. Um, I understand, disclaimer, that there are terrible things happen, happening in the world. But I'm so sick of seeing people are dying and you're mad because you can't do this. It's like, well, yeah, I mean, I get that. I get how frustrating it must be to see people whine about something that's insignificant to you, but you can hold both spaces in your mind. You can be terribly upset over something so petty, so petty. And you can then also have the understanding, empathy, and knowledge that people are dying in droves and people can't see their loved ones. And it's, it's a huge impactful thing that's happening. Something that we have never experienced, but you have to leave space for people to be upset about dumb shit, guys. You can you can be upset about more than one thing. If you hold space in your brain for more than one thought, then you are capable of understanding how frustrated people are with the petty shit and the huge shit, like our government failing us. Okay, probably a big deal. And you can also take time to laugh at really stupid comedy or watch a cartoon that you haven't seen in years or whatever, right? So please understand that I'm approaching this from my perspective. I'm I'm not a professional in any way, shape, or form of any field. So please, God, you know, I'm just, I don't even know why you guys are here, but I appreciate it. I appreciate you guys listening. I appreciate the answers I got to how are you managing? How are you managing your expectations? And I want to feature... Number one, uh, Kenzie. Kenzie is a, a huge supporter of the podcast. She is someone who is a lot younger than me, um, but we became friends several years ago. And she's a new mom. She's someone very special to me. And you know, she's got a different perspective because she and I are in different places in our life. Yet we can relate on so many levels and she's just been this great supporter. Her and her husband have listened to the podcast from the beginning and have had such good comments. And I just appreciate you guys so much. So I wanted to share a little bit about, um, Kenzie's current situation and how she feels that she's managing. Um, she, she wrote that, uh, she wanted to discuss some of her expectations and things during COVID-19. She's been feeling especially anxious lately because the feeling of being trapped has settled in and we can all relate to that, right? So um, 
she says she feels really frustrated and she's been a full-time stay-at-home mom for about a year. And so she finally, you know, took the plunge and decided to go to cosmetology school because this girl is self-taught, um, in the makeup world and she's killing it. You guys have to go follow her. Um, let me make sure that I read her, her page right, by the way, because I'm going to bust that out real fast, do some promotion for it's beauty by Kenzie on Instagram, but it's B E A U T Y period B Y K E N Z E E beauty by Kenzie. So Kenzie is Z E E not I E. So get your lives right. Okay. So anyway, Kenzie's killing it in the makeup game. She decides to pull the trigger and goes to cosmetology school. And she'd been there for 0.5 seconds. Um, and she said, I had just gotten into it and fully loving it as much as I thought I would when this pandemic hit. And then schools closed. March 3rd, her school closed. Uh, she felt like she finally got her identity back just long enough to have it stripped away again, which honest to God is like the hardest part, right? It's not only did we all start to get our shit together, but like, I feel like it would have not been as bad had we not all just pulled our shit together. Right. Um, so then she says she's got major mom guilt for being annoyed that she's back home with her son. Like, it's not that she doesn't appreciate him. She loves her son. She's a great mom. Um, but finally getting to do what she's always wanted to do, uh, made her feel like she had some autonomy, like her own, she was her own person again, momentarily. She got new friends, uh, she, she wasn't identified just as her son's mom or her husband's wife. Um, and I think some of us can really relate to that. You know, can you relate to that situation? Because I know I can, uh, for a long time, you know, you can, I don't know. I think you get trapped in that, like what you should be doing as a mom, because what you see on social media, or if you have a big family, what they're doing, um, well, so-and-so's cousin raises her kids like this. And it's like, who, uh, who gives a shit? I, have had the distinct privilege to not give a fuck, but I also have been in Kenzie's position where you do feel like you, you just got your life back, you know, and then all of a sudden it's just ripped away from you. So, um, let me go back here. Let me find her email again. Cause I clicked out of it. And of course, you know, anyway, uh, so let me get that. Here we go. Anyway. So, um, it just brought her, frustration level and disappointment level up. Uh, and she is an advocate for therapy. Um, so she can work through that existential dread she says, and, and, and it's helped quite a bit. So if you are able to find a therapist at this time, even virtually, um, it's kind of hard to shop around for a therapist, probably, especially when you can't meet them face to face, but we have got to adapt, right? We've got to figure it out. And if you are privileged enough to have healthcare or find a sliding scale therapist in your area or online, Kenzie's saying, go ahead and do it because this is a really fucked up time, you guys. And if your mental health is suffering, reach out, reach out. If you cannot afford a therapist, band together with your friends and try to talk things out, put it out in the air let it dissipate because you cannot bottle this shit up. Right. Um, so, uh, Kinsey closes and says, it's weird doing therapy from the computer, but I can't stress how important it is, especially now to keep doing what you need to do for your mental health. Um, so thank you, Kinsey, for sharing your story and not being afraid to share that because some people, I think the problem that we run into as women, as moms, just as people 
especially though about being a mom, is that we feel like we can't tell anyone that we're feeling frustrated with being a mom. Um, babies are hard. Toddlers are hard. Uh, my son, not so much anymore because, you know, I got really lucky in that he's older. <laughs> he's, you know, he's a teenager. And I have been lucky enough to navigate that as best as I can. There's still every, everything comes with trouble, right? So uh, just advocating and not being ashamed and not giving into the mom guilt. And, and you do, it does creep in your head for sure. But, um, shout out to Kenzie for sharing her story. And like, I hope you continue to follow like your dreams of cosmetology school and don't back down and go back when you can go back and just stay safe, wear your mask, all that good stuff. I really appreciate your story. Um, I do have a couple of other friends that said, um, you know, my friend Fallon, she, and it's mostly friends that comment guys. Cause I mean, this podcast obviously is not widespread too much. Uh, I do have listeners all over the place, but I don't hear from you guys. So I would love to hear from you guys. If you want to reach out, it sounds awesome to me. I do have a friend down in Puerto Rico who listens. Um, and I call her a friend because she's literally a listener of the podcast and we have formed a friendship. <laughs> so, um, it, it has its reach somehow. So I appreciate that, but reach out if you have some insight or if you want to share something during during this like stay at home situation uh it's all very scary and maybe just sharing your story might help someone else uh, but i do have a friend named fallon she has two children with uh cystic fibrosis and we all know um if you don't know look it up but get your life right it is um, a disease that affects the lungs and so she is a, a nurse herself and she just basically said I have zero expectations right now. I'm having a hard time coming to terms with the the long term and what it might look like for us. Um, just having two out of her three children having cystic fibrosis, it means their lives revolve around what would be best for them on a good day. So, I mean, she was told recently that people with CF are more likely going to need to social distance a lot longer. And her children are, uh, one of them is small. I believe he's seven. So it's, really hard to explain to small children, I, I would assume, uh, how come their events are canceled or how come they not only are her children taking extra precautions all the time, which is exhausting for everyone involved um, and hard on them. Now you're saying, oh, you also have to just not see your friends at all for how long in person. So I know that that's really difficult for her. So I feel you, girl. I, I can't imagine I, I can't even begin to, to understand what you're personally going through, but I know there's a lot of moms out there with immunocompromised children who probably are feeling the same way. So thank you for sharing that because I can't imagine what that's like. And I think the more stories that we get out there that are just totally different from what we're experiencing is going to help us have a lot more empathy because that's one thing I really think we're lacking right now is, is empathy. I don't think that many people are showing much empathy. And, and of course I don't want to drag all that shit up. You guys, you can look at the news, you see how people are acting and it's just been extremely disappointing. And there's so much good out there, but the bad drowns it out. So I just really, I don't know, just show some empathy, man. I don't know what happened to some of you guys. You guys weren't raised right. <laughs> like, like you guys, I've never seen anything like this. And in, in the last few years have truly shown me how I don't want to be as a person and also who I don't want to associate with, but this world is burning. And if we have no empathy for one another, and if you can't say, 
I don't know what that's like, but I can understand how that would be hard. Then I don't get you because like for Fallon's situation, I've been lucky enough not to have to experience a severely immunocompromised child. And that has to be difficult every day. And right now, especially scary. So if you, I don't know if you just, if you don't want to wear a mask in Costco and you want to throw a fucking fit, like, but there's a seven-year-old little boy sitting somewhere where he can't even see anybody because of just what he was born with. Like, I don't know, go fuck yourself. Maybe like, you know, you guys are out there. I think some of, and I wouldn't say you guys, I wouldn't say people that listen to this do this because you guys hopefully know what I'm about and you don't come here to be told that somebody's infringing upon my rights. Like what the fuck are you talking about? You guys think inconvenience is oppression and it's like white people, man. I don't know. I think we can do better anyway. Um, on that note, I do have a perspective from someone, uh, her name's Jen and she's keeping the mindset that no one is making her do anything right now. So if they ease some restrictions, that doesn't mean she has to drastically change her routine and that she's trying to keep her children safe. Um, she's been a little more lax about the situation and a little more calm when it comes to taking care of her personal self. She's not super worried as, as where I think a lot of people are. And some people just aren't They're They've dealt with things that they feel might be comparable and they um, have a different perspective. And I respect that. I can respect a civil conversation about, you know, um, how you feel personally. I can, I can get down with that. Uh, so Jen, I appreciate that you, um, are taking this time. She said that basically, you know, she's got three kids. So, and they all, and the boys play sports and, and that slowdown, she's, she's framing this as a positive thing, you know, maybe not running all over the place this summer will be a little like nice, I guess, a, a perspective that I know this magnitude is like huge and it's awful and whatever, but finding the silver lining of taking this time to slow down, it's a privilege and we know that, but good for her for at least not giving into the panic because I know I have, I know many people are, and we can't help that. You know, we're working on it. We're working through it. But anyway, um, that was Jen's perspective. So I appreciate that, Jen. Thank you. And so I appreciate all that input, guys. That's really, it's nice to connect right now. And we don't have to agree with one another and we don't have to fight with one another. And this has been really nice for you guys to send these in. Um, I do have one more that I want to share. And this is a totally different perspective from everyone else who's chimed in. And so it rounds it out really well. Uh, Rachel is from the United States and she works remotely. Her partner's from Canada and his work is based in the UK. So they got separated seven weeks earlier than planned and they had to each go back to their home countries, right? So she's back in the US, he's back in Canada. All the borders are closed. We don't know when we'll see each other again, she says. And they're just trying to figure out if he'll be able to work in the UK this fall or where will they will live um, if the hockey season is canceled because he does play hockey. Uh, so her way of combating this is she's made a list of what we do know for sure and then her potential options. And she's trying to come to terms with the fact that we can't do anything or make any plans until all three countries kind of announce their plans for the border opening and then they allow immigration to continue. So she is checking with Facebook groups with other expats and texting friends in similar situations. And so 
her comfort comes from knowing that there are other people going through the same things that she's going through. So I do believe that that's a very interesting perspective because I've never lived anywhere but here. So you've got to think of the people that are, you know, in relationships that are crossing borders, you know, and they travel for his work. And so, you know, that is a totally different perspective than I ever would have thought about. Like, what about the people like Rachel and what is she doing to, to not go completely insane? Um, I just think that it's, it's really hard to manage this, you guys. And I'm very lucky. I'm very lucky. And I recognize that. I know a lot of my friends are super lucky, but we've all had these conversations lately of, okay, well, this was super disappointing. Um, so how do we deal with it? Like the, the silliest, I think the silliest thing that I've been upset about is I had just started working out, uh, pretty heavily at orange theory. And it is a huge part of my life. The community is a huge part of my life. It's been only since November. Um, but right when the pandemic closed everything down, I was going to hit my 50th class. Like it was I've never done anything 50 times. Okay. Except for bitch and complain. Okay. I've never done anything for 50 times. I went to the gym and dragged my ass for an hour, 50 times almost you guys. And I only made it to like, I don't know, 40 or something, but still I was, I was on track to meet my 50th class. Did that fucking happen? You guys and did not, and did not. So, um, I had just started doing massage again, part-time. I was successfully like working two jobs and still making time for people I love and going to this really fun workout class and everything came to a screeching fucking halt. So my mental health went straight in the toilet because I thought I'll just work out at home. And then I did. And I sobbed, I sobbed, I cried, I lifted a weight and I fucking cried. You know why? Because I realized very quickly, I don't like working out. I don't like it. Okay. I don't like it. Anyway. Um, Sorry, guys, you're going to hear traffic. You're going to hear emails going off. You're going to hear all kinds of background noise because I don't care. I don't care. Um, But yeah, so it's just really difficult. These petty little things. And the thing is, a new a new thing that's happening is now our states are reopening. And it's like, oh, yeah, you can go get your hair done. You can go back to the gym. And if you do fine, that's fine. I'm not here to judge you. I don't I'm not going to get into that, guys. I don't I just don't have the capacity. I'm managing my expectations and that's how I'm doing it is keeping my fucking mouth shut, discussing my thoughts with a handful of people. I'm not arguing on social media with strangers. It is pointless. If you feel the need to do that, I, how many times have I said this guys, shallow divers, get a journal, write yourself a note, tell your significant other your thoughts, because what's going to fuck you up is getting on Facebook and it says, what's on your mind, Megan? And for years, I took that as, girl, I'm about to tell you. Don't do that. No one cares. No one wants to hear it. We talk about you behind your back. I know you talk about me behind my back. It's okay, guys. It's okay. So anyway, I wanted to mention a couple of things before I bounced out of here. Um, First of all, thank you to Kenzie, Jen, Fallon, and Rachel. I appreciate your input. I know there'll be more to come because I would really like to know what you think about managing your expectations. And um, I'm just really trying not to be engulfed in sadness, but I'm also allowing myself some time to be sad and to cry at shit that is so stupid to anyone else. Um, 
a podcast that I'd recommend this week besides mine, hey, um, is Staying In with Emily and Kumail. It's Emily V. Gordon and Kumail Nanjiani. They are actors, comedians, writers. Uh, they did the movie The Big Sick. It was a true story about Emily's uh, immune situation, uh, sickness, disease, illness. I don't know what the fuck you call it, guys. Good movie. He's in um, Silicon Valley on HBO. He is going to be in one of the new Marvel movies. He's ripped as fuck. Um Go listen to it. She is a former therapist, so her insight is really good. But they do a little segment like called What Silly Thing Made You Cry This Week. So that kind of inspired me to go, okay, I've been crying over silly shit. How are we managing our expectations? Let's talk about it. So that is why we're here. Um, so go listen to Staying In with Emily and Kamel. That's one thing. And one thing that I have found, another podcast, because you know all I do is live and breathe podcasts, is Natch Butte with Jackie Johnson. You guys, you guys, you want to talk about a funny uh, podcast about skincare, uh, makeup, whatever. I have been hearing her ads for since 2017 when the podcast launched and I have resisted it. I don't know why, but then I heard her on something else and I was like, Oh, I really like her. I'm going to go listen to that. And I'll be damned if I have not listened to hours upon hours of Jackie Johnson. You gotta, you gotta listen to Natch Butte. It's perfect. Um, so yeah, again, silly shit that made me cry. Uh, today, the Fuller House or Full House trailer, the final trailer. Um, you put pictures or montages to music, you guys, and I, I, can't, I don't care what it's about. I sob. I lose my mind. I can't do it. Um, so yeah, that's that's just what's up. Uh, we'll talk about more pop culture moments next time. I just wanted to let you know that you got to manage your expectations the best way you know how reach out to somebody, write me a little note at shallowdivepod at gmail. Tell me what's up. Tweet me, shallowdivepod, blah, blah, blah. You know the deal. I'll put it in the uh, show notes. But anyway, um, I hope you guys are having a good week. Hang in there. We're just managing this shit the best that we can. And um, let me know how you're feeling. Bye.